0: back here for the Christmas edition of The Stairway. It's your host, Mr. Just Right, Mikey White Christmas with me as always. Here to give you your lump of coal. Bad news, be your eye. What's up, man?
1: Hey, brother. Not too much here. Just uh, ready for Christmas. It's just around the corner. We got Rudolph coming to town. How could <laughs> things be better?
0: You know what? I really tried to go i show without the Rudolph puns and things like that, leading the sleigh, because let's be honest, if Mason Rudolph is guiding your sleigh at night, you're probably going to crash into someone's house, an empty field somewhere, I don't know, I don't know, but we're giving them one last chance to lead Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixid Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. I think I got them all. Yeah, good Uh, job. Yeah, so Mason gets a nod this week after a brief appearance in the Colts game. We'll get to that in a second. And I'm glad to hear you're ready for Christmas, Be because I, I am not. I still have to rap, which I am the worst present rapper in the history of mankind. I use way too much paper. I don't have the patience for it. It's, it's very unscientific process that I use and I got a pile of gifts right over my left shoulder right here that I still need to wrap and I put it off and I put it off and I put it off until I can't put it off anymore. So I hope you're in a better spot than I am. I'm more of a stocking stuffer type guy. I'll stuff stockings all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Bags. Load up the bags, baby, you know, anything. Anything you put in a bag, big bags, little. I'm all about bags because you can reuse them. Paper, you rip up, you know. Or do you save, Chris? Do you save your wrapping paper right now?
1: No, no, I don't save it, but I I think bags (laughs) are underrated. I mean, you can save a bag for sure, um, and you can just toss stuff in there, put a little bit of that stuff to make it look pretty. Yeah, Yeah, bags are underrated.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm right there with you. They're expensive though. In This economy, man, I don't know. I I you know what we do, Christmas tradition my wife and I have is we go right to big lots like the day after Christmas, buy up all that cheap wrapping paper, cards, Smart. load up for the next year, you know, you got to pinch every penny you can in America nowadays, right? And man, yeah. it, it feels like our Steelers are really Scraping the bottom of the barrel and pinching pennies right now, man. I mean, it's just we talked about it a little last week. Bad. It was bad, right? Two losses to two and ten teams. You get to this game against the Colts, and it is an absolute, no absolute must-win. Every game's a must-win. But this one in particular against the team, you're in the hunt, right there with you. You go up by 13 points and you lay an absolute turd after that. I mean, this – Bira, I don't know about you, but this this was just, I think, the bottom of the barrel for the season, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Three three games in a row like this. I can't remember the last time I've felt this way about the, about the Steelers. Um, it's, it's been several years, I think. But it just – it has everyone – talking about the the future of the franchise it's we're kind of becoming we've become one of those teams that we've um you know made fun of over the years some of the 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 teams that don't have leadership and um it's it's not a
0: comfortable feeling it's not it's not we you know the old saying you have i mean i guess kenny is is maybe coming back next week or the we i mean he'll be back i'm assuming for one of the final two games of the season But the old saying, you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And apparently we reached that point the last game, Tomlin kind of threw his arms up in the air and said, you might as well put Mason out there. What was it, for the second to last drive he brought him out? Or was it the very last drive for those two handoffs? Um, Yeah, I think they brought him in for the second to last. So weird decision there to do that at the very end of a game. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that sooner. just ugly, Mira. I mean, you look at the 13 points they did score. Um, the first touchdown they scored, right, they barely got it in on a QB sneak that was fumbled, which they couldn't advance. They were lucky to get that one because I believe they initially called it no touchdown because when Najee recovered the fumble, you can't advance a fumble on a fourth down if you're the if you're the team that had the ball. So that would have been no so we're lot we got lucky there. We used all four downs to get it in. <laughs> and then we miss the extra point. And then we block a punt, which is great. I think I think special teams this year we've blocked a lot of kicks, right? We have to have like the most blocked kicks in the league, it feels like. We've blocked a lot. But you can't yeah. rely on block punts every week. And that was a gift, you know. I mean, that's obviously you got to score, and they did. But after that, nothing. Nothing against against backups. The Colts were down, not only their starting running back, Jonathan Taylor, they were down to Zach Moss, their backup running back, who was then out of the game after his touchdown run, down to Trey Sermon and who, Michael... Goodson? Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> Who looked like Walter Payton and Earl Campbell <laughs> out there against us. Down their start receiver, Michael Pittman, <laughs> for most of the game, too, as well. And they just make mincemeat of our defense. And our offense, of course, did nothing after that. I mean, B-Roy, what, what are your thoughts overall on this on this game and, and what the hell happened?
1: Uh, I mean... Injuries were a part of it, but you you can't say that's an excuse because the Colts had their injuries, Um, but we we already had linebacking crew that's been decimated, you know, we're just throwing guys off the streets in there, and then you lose, you lose Casey who got ejected after that hit on Pittman, Um, Minka got injured on the next play, and then a little bit later Trenton Thompson gets injured, so we already had some weaknesses on defense, and, and and these last few games, teams have been targeting that and exposing that. So it doesn't matter that you have T.J. Watt on the field. It doesn't matter that you, have, you have Hayward. If you have all these, these weaknesses, teams are going to attack it. Nothing you can do about it. Um, I think you could argue that maybe some better coaching, you know, getting your guys in position. There's there's probably a way to do a better job against that. But that was a factor um, on defense. And I think as the game went on, the defense just wore out and the running game got going with the colts they had, they had third and fourth string running backs back there who like you said look look like walter payton so they they just fell apart i think you got there's plenty of blame to go around you got to blame the defense the offense though just same thing over and over again not able to sustain drives not able to get enough yards not able to get enough points so it's just it's disgusting um i think the, the, the mitch uh experience has kind of run its course i think we got a lot of uh, decisions to make after this year um not only with you know coaching but but a lot a lot of different players and i think we'll get into that here in, in a bit so yeah. just a just a very disappointing loss
0: yeah we definitely have some decisions to make i think our offseason episodes i know you you messaged me about maybe doing like a draft preview or something we probably want to hop on the air like obviously before the draft i think that'll be another exciting time uh where we're looking uh, for something to look forward to i love the draft so i'm always anxious to talk about that so we'll definitely do something there and then maybe something like uh, prior to free agency because this is going to be a huge off season for this team we've got a lot of obvious holes to fill and probably some holes we have to anticipate filling the year after when a lot of these young guys on offense maybe are on their way out. So we need to backfill a little bit as well. But the real question is the coach. It seems like the tide is starting to turn on Mike Tomlin with the fans, people who are staunch defenders, which I think both you and I have been up until maybe recently are just starting to turn on him. Like, maybe it's time for a change. Do you think... I still think he's going to be back, realistically, but is it time for a change, be Right?
1: I think he... I agree with you. I think he'll be back next year. He's got one year left on the deal. Um, I think they they might make him totally overhaul the, the offense. Um, so maybe there's some sort of uh, middle ground there where fans can be a little bit happy because there's changes in that way. As far as should he be back? Look, I I think Tomlin's a good coach, but everything runs its course. Um, You see a lot of good coaches in the NFL. Um, Their message starts to die out and they need a fresh start. And you've seen a lot of coaches go on to have good careers at other places. And, and it doesn't mean the Steelers won't find a good coach. Like who was it? Um, the Eagles kind of went through something recently where, where they, they replaced their head coach with, with a different head coach and look where they are. They're just continuity there. So if you have, if you have, um, you know, guys like con and Weidel and, and you know, the Roonies and like a solid history, a solid process, you should be able to bring in someone else. So I think personally, I think, Tomlin's act here has kind of ran its course. I think he can go somewhere else, get, get an organization going in the right direction, something very needed. But I think, I think the Steelers organization needs a fresh start personally.
0: Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I mean, all respect to him. I think he was kind of undersold in his abilities for many years uh, by many Steelers fans. Of course we didn't achieve as much success as we had hoped. Um, you know, fell short in a Super Bowl, one-one at the beginning. Recently, playoff success has been hard to come by, which is, uh, you know, it's not just this year. This is kind of several years of just kind of being mediocre um, to good, but not being good enough to win a thing or be, even be a real a real threat. Quite honestly, and, and with Ben, I think a lot of those things without Ben, with a lot of those things get amplified. And. You can kind of see it and hear it in Tomlin's voice, too, in his press conferences. He's kind of shook, I think, by some of these games recently and kind of the attitude and behavior of the team. And You look at the Pickens situation, which that's kind of the talk of the town this week is George Pickens and his lack of effort blocking his body language. Uh, saying he – or Tomlin saying that he had words with Pickens. Pickens just straight up saying that didn't happen. Um, Pickens saying that he doesn't want to block because he doesn't want to get rolled up on and get hurt, making a business decision for himself. I mean, these are the kind of things that, to me, just can't happen, regardless if he's your best player on offense or not, which, you know, at this point we're seeing so many red flags from him Pickens that, you know, it's we're going to have to question in the offseason. Do we bring him back? Do we want to cut bait there? Uh, Is he part of a winning team? I don't know. I'm with you, B-Rye. He's going to be back. I think you need multiple losing seasons in a row, I think, to really get the Roonies to to consider making a change there. I think the Steeler way is is great. I think it's great. You have that culture, a culture of consistency and predictability a lot of NFL teams would do better to stick with things longer, but at the same time, you can't be afraid of change. And it just feels like this team as a whole needs a refresh, needs kind of to step into this century a little bit, adapt more to the modern NFL. And I think that's where Tomlin's main critics are probably right. Like we need a new set of eyes. A new voice, maybe, but I do think he comes back next year for better or worse and gets another shot out of it with new coordinators. And if we come out of the gate and look putrid next year, everything is on the table. I think at that point, obviously, your quarterback, we're going to talk a lot about the quarterback position this offseason, no doubt. You bring in a new coordinator. Maybe he can change things. Maybe that changes the whole outlook I don't know, but this team's got a lot of work to do for sure Um, You know several weeks ago we were looking at this stretch of games B Rye and saying, you know The path is there and they just completely Completely blew it and a lot of that is injuries. Like you said the linebackers pick it But real good teams survive those sort of things, you know, and uh, it's it's tough it's tough he, guys you brought in off the street in free agency to plug that linebacker hole shouldn't make or break your season I mean he, our D line is supposed to be really good Cam, Benton, all those guys we can't stop the run we cannot stop the, our defense is not good for one of the highest paid What the highest paid defense in the league Second. second highest second highest I mean, and Tomlin's a
1: defensive coach.
0: Right, yeah. And, so yeah, Maybe some of those concepts need refreshing as well. I don't know, b right it's, it's hard to find answers right now because, honestly, I don't know where you stand on this, but this is one of the worst teams in football right now, regardless of their record. They are one of the worst teams in the NFL, no doubt. They just inspire uh, yeah. zero confidence. Do you agree with that? At this moment? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think earlier in the year, they were a above average team. This this is a totally different team than, the, than what we saw earlier in the year. This is this is a bad team. Yeah. This is like bottom five, six, seven. Um, and and it's definitely new territory for us as Steeler fans. We're discussion? not used to this. Um, I don't agree with this. And discussion. it's uh it's
0: it's not fun. K Z gets suspended. I mean, he's had a career of of dirty hits. I think he said he was gonna appeal it, but you know that it was a bang-bang play. I think a lot of non-Steelers fans see it as blatantly dirty. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that situation as a defender, yeah. but he's he's gone for the rest of the year. His Steelers career is probably over, I would say, at this point. I don't think he's signed beyond this year. Yeah, it's just Reddit here. It's upheld. But he w- he's eligible for the playoffs, which I don't think we'll be seeing <clears> at this point. Yeah. Um, just to completely fail this three-game stretch in particular is is such a bad look. And an amazing fact, just really these games, I mean, they're losing them in spectacular fashion. They're finding ways to lose these games. Let's let's get right into the stats, shall we, and blow through this. Mitch was 16, to tw- 16 for 23, a touchdown, two picks. We talked about this earlier in the year. You know, our quarterback's... Kenny in particular, haven't been lighting up the scoreboard by any means. Multiple touchdowns are hard to come by from them. But at least they weren't turning the ball over, right? Two picks here just absolutely kills you. Mitch is not a good quarterback, man. I'm sorry. Mason was two for three for three yards, though, and didn't turn the ball over. Pierre, what did you think of the quarterbacks?
1: <laughs> um, So the one Mitch interception, you could argue, was Pickens' fault. But still um there were multiple other plays that could have easily been an interception or a fumble. That's just how he plays. he he makes mistakes he he's risky with the ball. You never feel comfortable when he's back there. you you, like I said heading into this game, I don't feel comfortable with it. And I think he's just kind of ran his course. He's proven that he's not even, in my opinion, a good backup. He's, maybe an average backup because obviously he's not playing with a lot of talent at the moment so things aren't going well um he doesn't have a lot to work with but he's making like what eight million a year you you, you can't live with this that that could be a, a tackle or or a center um that we should have signed in free agency so there's really no excuse for this um it's we got to move on from him
0: yeah, and I understand taking a chance on a guy who was a high draft pick, was second overall. You know, He's supposed to be a franchise quarterback, you know, you, reclamation project. But it's just disconcerting when you look around the league and you see Jake Brownings, when you see Baker Mayfields, who can put up a perfect passer rating in a game and keep a team afloat. Uh, when you see guys like later round picks, Jordan Loves or Jalen Hurts, um and to think this is where we're at with the with quarterbacks, I mean, yeah, I'd be right. It's, I, again, I'll go on record and say I'm not writing Kenny Pickett off just yet, but I'm not sure there's much more ceiling to be found there. So we're in a tough spiral here with quarterbacks. We just got to hope we don't have to go the Cleveland Browns route and try 40 of them before. Honestly, they're s- still looking for one. Joe Flacco off the street looks <laughs> a million times better. And you just got to wonder, like, wh- why wouldn't they try to look at – they know what Flacco is capable of. I mean, he just – I mean, Flacco is not a world beater by any means, but, I mean, he looks amazing compared to these guys. It's And they're still relatively young. So, yeah, it's it's was not a good performance by the quarterbacks. And Mitch, we just got to hope that we don't have to see any more of him. I don't know what they do with that contract or what the penalties would look like to cut him because he has yeah. two years left on the deal, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, but I I don't want to use a roster spot up on him any longer. I would rather draft a quarterback and sign a Flacco uh, to back up Kenny if if need be. A veteran presence maybe would help uh, at this point. Josh, Dodds. maybe
1: Rudolph. Maybe Rudolph shows a little bit of something and he's the backup. I don't have hope in that, but
0: yeah, we're gonna find at the out. Time,
1: yeah, uh, at the time. I thought it was worth giving Mitch a shot. Sure. In free agency, I thought it made it made sense. There were it really sure. wasn't much out there, but when they gave him the the extension, yeah, I I kind of like I was scratching my head because what did you see? We had so many holes. Like, why are you giving that much money to a backup? It just right. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. I I don't get spending that much on a on a backup either. Um, yeah, you, you brought him in to be the starter. He lost the job soon thereafter and yeah it's the the experiment there i think has to be pretty much over because there's no more ceiling left to find there And, and one of the things he's known for is his athleticism he really hasn't showed that either you know so it's it's i'm done with mitch quite honestly so quarterbacks yeah we'll see what mason has here this saturday I find it funny that the Steelers have two Saturday games in a row, B-Rye, because I do think they're playing like a college team. They might get beat by a couple college teams right now, <laughs> honestly. So maybe they should keep playing on Saturdays. The rushing attack, B-Rye. Jalen Warren, 10 carries, 40 yards. Najee Harris, 12 carries, 33 yards. Mitch had two for one. Just stopping on Najee real quick, I think he had an absolutely terrible game. I mean, this, he's reminding me of Trent Richardson out there. I've seen a lot of film – and watch the game again. There seems to be space there for him to run, but he just seems so attracted to finding contact in the middle of the line, just going out of his way to, to run into somebody instead of trying to, uh, you know, find the open field there, which, you know, maybe that's not by design or whatever, but just the instincts, the vision, man, he looks bad.
1: Yeah. There's no vision there. Um, I think a lot of people have been looking at – there's some videos out on Twitter and whatnot of him just clear clear hole in the left. If you you haven't seen it, go look it up. There's a huge hole, and he just runs right into the defender. And then he had that fumble on top of it. It just maybe is his worst game of the year.
0: Yeah, it's again, that's one of those things. You look across the NFL, you look at your own team with Jalen Warren Guys off the street, guys in the later rounds. I mean, they're all serviceable. So hindsight's twenty twenty. He had a good rookie year, but I don't think it's a shame to admit that. You know, Najee's time in Pittsburgh is is probably going to be up after next year. Or next year, I would say um, there's just got to be better options out there. He has ha- not had a good season, and like the vision, like you said, is is has not been there at least the last couple weeks. So uh poor performance. Any other thoughts on Jalen? You know, on Jalen here again, be right. Still not getting the ball enough, in my opinion. A lot of the times when he did get the ball in this game, it was for junk screens on third and longs and some garbage time at the end of the game. I want to see him get the ball more in space.
1: Yeah, there's no excuse for that. Ten carries versus Najee's twelve. Clearly he had more juice this game. It's just it's just Stubbornness from the coaches because Najee is a first-round pick. That's really what it is.
0: Yeah, and I think that's part of the frustrating thing too. Is you keep hearing Tomlin say we got to make changes, things have to change. Blah 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 blah. Well, one of the things you can do is give Jalen the ball much much more over Najee on a regular basis. You can throw him the ball more. He's been a threat in the passing game when you give him open field all season long. You can move Broderick Jones to his natural position at left tackle there's a lot of things you could try here, right. To shake this team up and geez, you know, isn't it kind of disconcerting that we got rid of um, Dotson who was playing his offside and now he's one of the best guards in the league for the Rams. I mean, that's the kind of thing that kind of raises your eyebrows, right?
1: Yep. That's the, um, that's on coaching. Uh, Maybe he wasn't the perfect fit for our scheme, but sometimes you got to bend as a coach and, and, and fit the scheme to the player uh so so really that's that's terrible when you see a guy get let go and and he showed some signs here so he showed some things they weren't able to put him in a position to succeed and it it didn't work out now now the Rams have a a really good guard on their hands when we could really use that right now
0: Pass catchers in this one, other than the putrid effort we saw blocking, Deontay had four catches, 62 yards. He did have the score. George had three for 47. Thought he was going to get going earlier in the game. He had a couple nice catches then, nothing. Warren, five catches, 28 yards. A lot of those were in garbage time. Like I said, kind of your throwaway. Third and longs where you're just trying not to turn the ball over and get some yards on the punt. Need to see him more in actionable chunk plays. Early downs, let's get him the ball because I think, as far as our offense goes, honestly, he's been the MVP of the offense this year. Allen Robinson did his thing three catches, 19 yards, and Fryermuth, three catches for 16 yards. Any thoughts here on the five pass catchers in this one? Be right. Yeah,
1: I mean, Deontay had a few catches. When you look here, it's not a lot of receptions. So, I mean, that's just kind of how this offense is right now. When you also say drives, your leading um, receiver has about four or five catches as opposed to other offenses where you might see a digs get seven, eight catches. So really, it, it doesn't look good. We still don't really have anybody as a third receiver who can stretch the field. I don't know what's up with Calvin Austin. I thought he's shown some things in the past, but for whatever reason, they don't use him. Firemouth gets underutilized. Um, obviously, we mentioned the frustrations with Pickens, but I do want to mention, too, with a lot of this issue too is not only just the quarterbacks and the receivers but the o-line is not really uh, I feel like they've regressed the last couple of weeks. I know the Colts aren't a bad defense. They got a solid defense, but no excuse at this point of the year they're supposed to be gelled and um you know, we've put a lot of investments into this offensive line. So, but at this point they should be playing fine and and really defenders are able to get to the quarterback pretty quickly. So, it's it's very concerning i don't know if coaching can fix it or if we need to really just bring in some new people
0: yeah yeah what is it pat meyer is the line coach Mm -hmm. right now i mean obviously uh we're looking for Munchak level of coaching here Uh, he is available Mm -hmm. by the way i don't know if he's interested in getting back into the game but yeah it just seems like the line even though we brought in obviously the high draft pick who's now, like I said, playing on the right side instead of his left side, which is what we drafted him for. And When you spend a high pick like that, he better be a left tackle, right? He better be protecting your quarterback's blind side. Um, So I don't get that either. You know, go out and find a right tackle. Start playing him on the left this year. So let's see what you have. Screw Dan Moore or whatever. We're
1: we're paying Chooks, like, what, $11 million a year? And I haven't, you know. Wasn't he play right tackle?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seventh, what was he? Seventh round draft pick at the time. Now you're paying him that much money for really just the career of whatever. I mean, I don't need none of these guys. Or see him all; has been fine, I guess. But then again, Dan
1: you, Moore sucks.
0: Yeah, Dan Moore. Mason Cole just, sucks. James Daniels has sucks, been okay, dude. but there's yeah. no. Yeah, there's no chemistry. I it's, it's it's yeah we're looking at rebuilding the line again when I think that was one of the things we were looking forward to coming into the year was a much improved line play and I think we're almost safe for Broderick Jones probably back to square one again with honestly we could fill any of those positions or backfill them um Nate Herbig we haven't seen a lot of him this year I feel we were excited to see him play. Let's can he start I mean come on uh center yeah let's see let's see Yeah, Cole's got to go. They have to address the center position, no doubt. Um, Najee did lose a fumble in this one, too, which is crucial, although it helped me in fantasy. He was a complete ghost in this game. (laughs) Um, Let's look at defense. b Rai, Landon Roberts did his thing. Nine tackles, eight solo. Trenton Thompson, as well, even though he had to – it's a shame he has to make this many tackles. Seven total, six solo. KZ until he got suspended. Five total, four solo. Cam had five, three solo. Highsmith had four solo tackles. Larry O had a sack in this one early in the game, which was nice to see from him. He had four tackles, two solo. Levy Wallace, three solo tackles. Same with Mark Robinson. TJ Watt, a couple of sacks in this one. I thought he was going to, thought this was going to be a vintage breakout TJ game. I think he's back into the sack lead or tied for it. In the in the in the league as well. On TJ, though, be right. He may end up being the league leader in sacks at the end of the year. But if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I think that really hurts his defensive player of the year chances. What do you think?
1: Yeah, he's he's getting the numbers, but they feel like empty calories right. because, the, I mean, the defense—it's it, impressive because he's not really put in position where we have the lead. The offense is trying to come back and make make throws. That's where a guy like him would excel and and can take over a game but he doesn't get that chance often enough and it's unfortunate because that's when when you have a guy like that that's that's what you pay all that money for to to make those to be put in an opportunity to make those kind of plays and it's just like constantly on the field um you know just getting worn out by the fourth quarter it's just it's not ideal
0: yep pat pete Two solo tackles, Joey Porter. Two solo tackles, a pass defense. I'm fine with Porter in his first year. Be right. I think he's got a lot of potential uh, to be a staple in his defense for a while. Anything of note from the secondary? Count your eye in on this one.
1: Um, the secondary. Yeah, JPJ. He he got that one. You've got a little handsy on that one. Penalty. Yeah. He had a nice pass breakup on Mo Cox in the third. That would have been a touchdown. I mean, I, I have high hopes for him. I think um, I think he's proven himself so far. So as long as he keeps developing, I think he could yeah. be an anchor in our secondary.
0: Yeah, the penalties is one thing. I know the team is is working with him on. That's, he's always been considered a handsy player, and you just hope uh, maybe as he gains more experience in the NFL, he'll get away with a little bit more. Marcus Golden had a solo tackle and three total. Yeah, also had a pass breakup. Mikel Walker, two solo tackles, including, I believe it was him who horse-collared Moss on the touchdown, so that doesn't help. He had a pass breakup as well. Armand Watts had a solo tackle and an assist. Same with Keanu Benton. Nick Herbig, same with him, solo and an assist. Miles Killebrew, Boykin, Deontay, Rodney Williams, James Pierre, all had one solo tackle. Montrevious- Connor Hayward, Fryermuth, Pickens all had an assist. Minka had nothing, but he did have a pass break. A really odd defensive box score this week. Um, Connor Hayward had the block. Herbig had the recovery, right? So that was good to see. Yeah, that was big.
1: It seems like every player on the team had at least one tackle. I mean, that's just kind of because they were on the field constantly, and and we had a couple of turnovers. So a lot of get those offensive guys getting yep injuries. Um, I think our kick returner had a couple nice yeah. What's a Godwin Agubo, Wally or something?
0: Yeah, he he looked pretty good. Yep, Godwin Iguidala Igwubuke, yeah, yeah. That that one sounds. Good. I still don't yeah. know where he came from. i don't know either (laughs) where is anthony mcfarland where is calvin austin on these returns why if you're not going to use austin Uh, why what is up with that are they
1: even active they might not be active right now i'm not even sure
0: Um, mcfarland maybe i know he was on ir and then he was was coming back but i don't know if he's getting a hat or what but austin has suspiciously been missing i thought he would be a much bigger part of this team this year but not really um yeah. we, we talked a little bit during the game connor hayward is just a solid football player <laughs> yeah he does one nice thing every week whether it's getting a first down or hurtling somebody or blocking a kick i mean he just maximum effort for your guy who really doesn't have maximum traits he's not the tallest he's not the fastest he's just kind of a toolbox sort of guy that you like to have on your depth chart maybe he can be a special teams ace you can pitch in an offense you know barring injuries it's just a Nice little guy to have on your team. It proved that wasn't quite the nepotism pick a lot of people thought it was. He's, he's a useful player once a game, it seems like. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. Where was um, Blake Martinez this game? Once again, we saw Michael Walker just getting destroyed like in, in every facet of the game.
0: Pokemon and missing. I think he had a couple tackles the previous game. I want to say he yeah. played a little bit, but it seems like they're making him and two dogs, one bone, as Tomlin likes to say. Two dogs, one bone uh, between him and Miles Jack, who is still probably maybe getting back in game shape, I would say. Uh, but yeah. Yeah I, yeah.
1: I did read before this that he feels like he's about up to speed with with game shape he's been working with the Scout team so we might actually see him this week and I um, I mean he, he's he's an upgrade over Michael Walker that's for sure yeah
0: he has to be I mean just about anybody would be at this point he, he was a leading tackle or tackler last year he said he' was playing through an injury so I'm kind of anxious to see if if he's still relatively young um so I'm anxious to see if he can at least be a stopgap a tackle machine there so to speak but you know we need more we need more than racking up tackles at this point to get this team going anywhere so it, it's just a shame that we lost Quan and we lost uh holcomb you know because they were playing really well and maybe we'd be looking at still being firmly in a wild card spot if we had them honestly um yeah. that's that's how well they were playing but they it's just a huge hit to the defense but it doesn't seem like we had anybody ready to step up. Kudos to Landon Roberts, though. So he has had a nice season for us doing what he's supposed to be doing. So um, Boswell missed an extra point in this one. He's missed a couple of kicks lately, so we don't like to see that this time of year in a Dome. Again, this team cannot afford to leave points on the board by any means. Um, and I know these games aren't really that close, but this team needs all the help they can get and leaving even one point hurts. So Boswell has had a pretty good year so far, but he's missed a couple kicks over the last few weeks. Harvin averaged 40 yards a punt, which seems low for being in a dome. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple. um, I know Tomlin called him out on the one where uh, I think it was the one where they decided to not kick the field goal. So they punted instead and, and it was, literally like a 20 yard net gain. Yeah, um. yeah.
0: Yeah. That that was the one that ruined the average and that is one of the things I wanted to talk about. Thank you for bringing it up. Tomlin loves talking about not living in his fears. All right. What would that have been a 56 yard field goal? Where Boswell just made a 56 yard field goal the week before in Pittsburgh for what was the second longest field goal in Heinz Field history and you don't yeah. roll him out there in that situation or go for it. I mean, what what are we doing here, B-Rye? I mean, these are the kind of things that just make you wonder, right? What the hell is Tomlin doing for a guy that loves talking about being ballsy? He's anything but sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's all talk. His excuse was that he didn't want the defense to be further exposed because they were on the field a lot. But to me, it doesn't make any sense because what you, you didn't pin them back at the one. You don't have a punter who can pin at the one. That'd be different. So he punts it. They get it. at I don't know. It was like the 16 yard line. And then within three plays, they were back to where the, the ball was punted from. So you, if anything, you're making your your defense have to defend more territory because your punter can't pin it deep. Yeah. So really, it's he's making these checkers decisions and and. With no chess mindset, no, no, uh, you know, just, just not. It doesn't make sense. It's just a simple way of wow. of, of coaching.
0: Is that a is that the first ever Brianism there? Checkers decisions without the yeah, checkers yeah. mindset. Wow. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too many uh, fantasy football podcasts where they they talk about <laughs> things
0: like that. Wow. Okay. Oh, uh, the big thing that pissed me off was at the end of the game when he called timeouts down by two scores. Got the ball back after they kicked a field goal, and did two draw plays to end the game. Like, what the fuck was the point of that, Tomlin? I mean, it, it, to me, yeah. that's just petty bullshit. Um, I don't know what what that is supposed to do. Uh, just baffling, really. Uh, those kind of decisions. Quite honestly, I, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I think the Presley Harvin experiment is over too after yep. this year. B. Rice, so you have to take that jersey to Goodwill. Uh, <laughs> And maybe we can bring back Brad Wing, who was completely fine in mop-up duty uh, when Harvin was out earlier this year. I don't know. Just find a better putter. God, just find one. Oh, so we just want to forget about that one, man. Just another comedy of errors, penalties, mistakes, turnovers, bad coaching decisions. My goodness. Just th- blown leads. I mean, come on now. This backup running backs Trey sermon let me make sure I get his na- name right Tyler Goodson is his name I think I called him Mike Goodson earlier um Mike Goodson that name rings a bell I feel like he played for the Steelers or something like that secondary that was I don't a, know.
1: yeah that was definitely a a player yeah. I, don't, I don't know what team though
0: <laughs> Trey sermon had 17 carries for 88 yards Goodson had 11 for 69. Zach Moss had four for 13. The Colts ran for 170 yards. The Steelers ran for 74. This has been happening way too much this season. The other team's just outrushing us by a mile. For a team that this is supposed to be our identity, right? Defense, running the ball. And we just get blown out of the water in this aspect every single week, except for those few weeks, what, back when Canada got fired, we outrushed significantly was the Bengals. I mean, this is bad. This is bad. Yeah, the
1: defense is just falling apart. They're they're exhausted because th- I'm not going to make excuses. Like, they they should figure it out. But part of it too is the offense just constantly three and outs, um, maybe maybe getting one first
0: down and then defense back on the field. It's just it's just bad. Jerry Dulac believes that Terrell Austin's contract is up after the season. I I love that, too. We really don't know how long our coaches are signed for, our coordinators are signed for. Um, He believes his contract is up after the season. I think his job absolutely should be on the table. You have this much talent on defense. And, again, it's like they get turnovers, but they're still not that good. They still give up yards. They still give up points. I mean, I think a change is needed there, too. What do you think?
1: That That one's tough. Um, and 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 let's be honest—he's—he's he's kind of like—I don't want to say a puppet because I'm sure he's a big part of the the, the game plan and whatnot. But this is Tallman's defense; he's got his fingerprints all over it. There's really no excuse. I—I uh, I think I had some decent points with about the offense not helping them out. Any any defense can't be on the field that long, but with the amount of money put into that defense and the And the number of, uh, you know, there's really no excuse. And maybe it is time for a a fresh start.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, too. It's, I don't know what the problem is. It's, yeah, you got this much money in it. You got to see more more results at this point but you're right that you look at the season we talked about it earlier if you look at the season as one long game they've been out there way too much and you know that that leads to injuries too which we've seen now mink is yeah. out so speaking of injuries where are we at this week
1: yeah definitely a, a long list here uh, minka didn't practice he has the knee I, I don't i don't know when we're gonna see him but i would be shocked if it was this weekend um Elijah Riley is designated to potentially return from the IR. He practiced in full, so good timing there at least. Um, I'm not sure what he has, but you know, we pretty much need anyone that knows our system at this point. Uh, Naj practiced in full. He has a knee. Trenton Thompson has a neck injury. He did not practice. I, I would expect him probably not to play this weekend. Uh, Kenny has the ankle, like we said. He's, he's in limited practice. They're they're set on starting Rudolph, from what I've heard, but there is a chance Kenny could be um, put in as a backup. Uh, I'm not sure I fully understand that. If he's the argument is if he's if he's healthy enough to be a backup, shouldn't he just play? I don't know, but whatever. Um, Isaac Siamalu, he's been constantly on the injury report. He has a shoulder, but he's he's limited, so I expect him to play. Broderick has an ankle, practice in full. He should be ready to go. Pat should be ready to go with his knee injury. And then Cam had that concussion that he was knocked down in the game. Um, but he should be good to go. He's, he's practicing in full. I would expect him to likely play.
0: A concussion, you say. Just slap some sunglasses on and get back out there, man. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> oh, that's another thing we got to wonder about. But on the Bengals' side, be right, it looks like Jamar Chase is going to be out, which certainly helps us. Uh that's the only person for them that didn't practice. Uh looks like Chase Brown was a little bit banged up. He's been showing up lately for the Bengals. Look for him to give us some problems. I don't think he really had a big role in the, the matchup a few weeks ago, but he's really been coming on for them in recent weeks and with Mixon and now Chase Brown kind of playing that Jalen Warren role for the Bengals. Uh, very good pass catcher, very fast in open space. I could see him giving us some fits this week for sure. Jake Browning has looked fine, I think, in every game except for the one he played against us, I want to say. I just want to look up that old box score real quick. Yeah, Browning was unspectacular in our game. He's 19 for 26 with a touchdown and a pick in that one. I believe we had Porter on Chase quite a bit in that game. So look for Porter to be on T Higgins, Higgins. who was out yeah. for that game, I believe, for the Bengals. Or he didn't have any uh, catches anyways. He was probably out. I believe he was hurt. Uh, so they're going to kind of swap spots here. Tanner Hudson is a guy. They've been getting involved quite a bit as well. The tight ends have been giving us trouble recently. We talked about Mo Alley-Cats and – uh, from the Colts there, had a touchdown, right? So um, what's his name from the Cardinals? McBride ruined us yeah, as well. So the tight ends are giving us fits again, which was always a thing. Drew Sample for them scored a touchdown the last time as well. So look for the tight ends for the Bengals to get uh, involved again. Fryermuth had that big game against the Bengals last time, nine catches, 120 yards. He was the leading receiver that week. This was the first week we had – 400 yards of offense for the first time and how long so do you think B right another 400 yards is on a menu in this one
1: um, I, I don't think so unfortunately uh, wow that that 400 yard game feels like it was like a year ago <laughs> I know <laughs> and we were all so excited and then the next game Kenny came out looked pretty good. And then the offense started struggling, and then he he got injured, and uh, ever since then it's just been an absolute disaster. But I don't know. Maybe Mason can open it up a little more. I'm not definitely. I'm definitely not expecting much. Um, hopefully, he can open it up a little bit more, and he's not as careless with the ball as as um, as Mitch was. But some, something needs to improve there if they. Any, any shot at winning this game
0: yeah it's yeah and, and maybe that's a credit to Pickett. I mean we just look so much worse without him in there and we definitely need to see more of him without the Canada effect the one thing though I'll go back to again is ever since Canada left Jalen Warren has really not been a factor and I thought it would be the other way around I want to see him be the prime the true primary back for this team let's see if he can handle the load in a significant way, yeah. I just think it's time to give him an extended look as a lead back, start the game, you know, give him three drives, maybe bring nausea in uh, for a drive. you know. But I just want to see more of Warren. I want to see more of Warren in space. I want to see both of them out there at the same time again to keep defenses on their heels. I'll tell you one player who's been really hot for the Bengals is former Steeler Mike Hilton. Probably a guy we shouldn't have let walk. Again, same thing with Cam Sutton. I always really liked Hilton, uh, one of the best uh, nickel corners in the league, and he had a big game uh, last week against the Vikings. Uh, They did lose DJ Reader, though, one of their primary run stuffers. So if we're going to get the run game going, this is a good time. Uh, Backup running back Ty Chandler ran all over the Bengals last week. So no excuse this week not to get the run game going and we're at home again so we got to win games like this but again I think Browning has matured quite a bit I think since the first time we played him and he looks like a a viable quarterback back there Uh, no chase no chase will help for sure though any other matchups you're interested in seeing here against the Bengals
1: so I think you're going to see them get rid of the ball quickly to negate the pass rush. You're seeing a lot of offenses do this against the Steelers. Uh, now there's just such a big open hole in the middle of that defense. So you're going to see them pick on the linebackers more. Um, you might see some deep shots against the safeties in this one, too. Uh, so that that's going to be... Um, unfortunately I think that's going to be the theme and the reason why the Bengals win this one, uh, JPJ, I think, I think you, you definitely match him up against Higgins there. Try to knock him down, down Boyd. He's not really like a, a huge play threat, but with this defense, I think he's one of those veterans who can find the whole hole in the defense. We have a lot of soft zone situations where I think he's going to have a pretty good day. So, um, it's going to be, I think, a lot of what we've been seeing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and Chase Brown was not a factor for them at all in the last game, and like I said, he's really come on the last couple of weeks for them. So I look for him to to play a big role for them in this one. Uh, we can't give him, you know, McPherson is a good kicker for them as well. So we can't let the game come down to kicks. Sixteen to ten was the final score of the last time. Uh seems like two teams Maybe going a little bit opposite directions Since that last game And in fact that's exactly what it is <laughs> Do you think The Steelers have a chance in this one I think they have
1: a chance Because I don't I don't think The Bengals are like a a Great team um I think they have a chance but I, I Would definitely not put my money on them right now They They don't look good and I don't I don't Know uh Mason hasn't really played a full game in a long time so um is he gonna be super rusty here there's just really no reason um no signs to point towards the Steelers winning this one
0: I'm gonna say Bengals 21 Steelers 10 because I still don't trust this offense to get more than one touchdown a game and we did last time only because of the block punt and I think if we can come away with a touchdown and a field goal, we have to hope to hold them under ten points, or hope for a defensive touchdown. Which, with the way we're banged up, is is less and less likely. So I'm going to say Bengals 21, Steelers 10.
1: I'll go Bengals 24, Steelers
0: 13. Mm. Mm. That's bad news. B ride delivering. Your Christmas <laughs> lump of coal, and I'm just and I'm st- stuffing it, stuffing it down in your stocking all the way to the bottom, where you think there might be something cool down there, and you reach down that big old long stocking and you pull it out, and your hands all covered in soot and old dusty ball of coal in there for you, Steelers fans. Uh I'll be right. This is it's gonna be. It- <clears throat> It's gonna be an interesting last couple weeks of the year. See how this team responds to all the noise, all the criticism. Pickens, I I got a keen eye on him. How's he gonna finish up the season? I mean, there's there's articles being written now. I saw one today. Don't go buying anyone a Pickens jersey because he might not be with the team. And uh, some pundits are saying, well, you could trade him, but first you got to find someone willing to take him. I mean, this this. This guy had some character concerns coming out of college, and I, then I think the guy we saw last year was blocking well. He's putting guys on his a- on their asses off the line. Um, that seemed to be kind of overblown. Now it seems like we're dealing with a full-on diva. Again, I hate to say it, but it just seems like we're dealing with another one of those, like uh, a poor man's Randy Moss or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so you gotta wonder, and I think these next couple games will say a lot, especially if we continue to struggle. How George responds here, same thing with Deontay. I just want to see tangible changes. Like I said, let's get Warren the ball. Let's try Broderick at left tackle. Um, let's do something here. Let's let's get Miles. Let's get Pokemon out there. Um, you know, there's maybe try Pat Pete at safety. You know, this might be the time to do it. It seems like Minka is going to be out next couple weeks for sure. I guess they're saying there's a chance he might come back for the Baltimore game. Uh, he's had a lost season. Minka has really. I mean, I don't want to say he's not a difference maker out there, but he has he's fallen far from what I think many people considered maybe the best safety in football. Uh, the last yeah. couple of years, he just hasn't been that guy or near it. He's still very young though, so you got to keep riding with Minka. Uh, for sure trust him going into next year he seems like he's a leader calling out guys and fighting with Deontay Um, maybe he needs to fight or get into arguments with more guys in the locker room because Deontay uh, has played a little bit better since that fumble mishap where he wasn't showing the effort either so so this is Saturday yeah Saturday yep
1: yeah, I think we're we're lacking on offense leadership. Um, you think back in the the Ben years, you had really the entire offensive line—guys like Fanica and and Pouncy and and Ramon Foster, just men, leaders, mature adults. Um, you look across this team, and and it's just you have the leaders on defense, but on offense, I mean, it, they're young, um, they're inexperienced. And some of your older veterans on the team, like Deontay Johnson, I mean, he acts like he's just coming out of college. So, I think that's kind of one of our biggest issues, and why you're seeing, um, you've been seeing inconsistency, and now you're seeing some regression. And now um, y- you feel like one week you you start you put your hand on the, on the the leak, and then it comes out somewhere else. And yeah. it's just one thing after another.
0: Yeah, it's it's. And we'll talk more about this in the offseason probably as we kind of do the autopsy of this team, but where where are you getting your money from? Because I'm sure Cam was going to come back for another ride, I would think. Um, you tied up a lot of money in the TJ and the Highsmith and the Minka. Obviously, you can restructure some guys, right? Kick the can down the road a little bit to free up some money, but your whole offense is pretty much on rookie deals. So where, how do you redistribute that cap? How do, you, how do you fill in those voids? Teams don't just let really good offensive linemen go. you know. I do think there's a league-wide shortage of quality offensive linemen right now. I think there's, there's more teams and positions than there are guys who are really good. Uh, it just seems like it's kind of a dying skill in the NFL. But, man, it seems like we kind of have the bottom half. Of lines in the league there we just don't have veteran presence like you said so hopefully your Broderick Jones can take a huge step forward next year hopefully we can draft a couple of guys high we have to spend high draft picks on offensive linemen and maybe get another free agent in there um, yeah it's gonna be an interesting offense see who com- becomes available and we're definitely gonna have to be breaking down linemen in the draft no doubt Um, receiver, we're going to need another receiver. Um, we're going to need to think about tight end probably as well. If, if, you know, if I don't think Fryer has a ton of miles on his tires left, he's had a lot of concussions, a lot of injury problems. Do you keep him beyond his rookie deal? Maybe if he's cheap, I don't know. Um, the whole line, you could draft guys across the whole line. We need middle linebackers badly. Uh, This team's got a lot of retooling to do, and it'll be interesting to see as we, like I said, kind of break this team down at the end of the year, see who's left, (laughs) and uh, get ready for the draft. And I hate to say this because we're still technically in the hunt or snooping around or sneaking around or sniffing around or whatever, (laughs) technically, right? But I mean, be right I just don't see a chance in the world. We need a lot of help, and this team just does not look up to the task. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't see there being any chance. They haven't shown any signs that they could go on a, a, a run. There, and there's too many holes at this point. Um, it's not just bad play. It's also attrition issues. So, um, you know, start. I hate to do it, but, you know, I'm going to try to enjoy these last few games, look for some things. Um, it's it's always interesting one way or another. And then we head into the off season and um, – Hopefully, we still have Andy White all around because I I really do think Ooh. him and uh, and Omar Khan they I think they had a great off season. I'll I'll, I'll stick by that. I think our draft was <laughs> phenomenal. Um, I think we brought in good good free agents, and I think another year of that could maybe get us where we need to be to be a, a quality
0: team. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, we talked about that. I think at the very beginning of the season that uh, we didn't think White was going to be long for Pittsburgh if they had any success at all this year maybe this is a silver lining that he maybe can stick around a little bit longer because we didn't kind of blow onto the scene right so maybe he won't be a a hot commodity for any GM or executive openings across the league just something I read real quick I saw a pundit suggest maybe the Steelers look to bring in Eric Biennemi that seems like a classic Mike Tomlin kind of move to maybe get a cast off like Biennemi if he doesn't get the head coaching job in Washington to kind of bring him in as maybe a Flores-type deal, perhaps a reclamation project there, maybe future head coach. I don't know. It might be nice to have Flores back at this point. Minnesota's defense is pretty good this year, uh, ever since we left Flores' walk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of wanted him to take over as our D coordinator, but I think Tomlin doesn't want – I think Tommen likes to be in control. He likes yes-men around him. And Flores has his own ideas, his own, his own system. So I don't think we were going to keep him, even though we, we probably should have.
0: Well, we got all off season to talk about new coaches and potential candidates. But uh, well, we got to get through these last couple of weeks first, be right. So <laughs> let's hope we're both on the naughty list. And we're wrong about this. And we're overreacting again, right? And Santa Claus, ruthless Claus, if you will, will, will bring us a nice victory on Saturday. We get some help and bing, bang, boom. Right back in the playoff picture. What do you say? That, that would be a nice Christmas miracle, right?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs> All right, B-Rye. Well, we know uh, we got to get Danny Boy out here for one of the episodes here coming up. Get, a, get our first guest, maybe a permanent fixture of sorts on the stairway as we start to break down more transactions and things like that in the offseason with the draft and free agents. But I hope you have a Merry Christmas, man. I hope everybody else out there has a good one too. And uh, I got some free time next week, B. Rice. So I'm sure we can lay down week 17. What do you say? Sounds good, brother. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, everybody. Happy holidays to you and yours. Enjoy the game on Saturday, and we'll see you next week. Here we go, Steelers.